Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I wonder if for Halloween, Aaron Rodgers is going to go as a playoff quarterback. <laughs> That's a good one. Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, Chris Carlin and Jigsaw. Yes. Wow. I'm I not going to do something for Halloween. I wasn't just going to come in here, you know, ho-hum and pretend it wasn't, you know, a big kid's holiday. Right. It is a big, it's an opportunity for big kids to act like little kids, especially in New York City. So why not put on a mask and participate? So when the kids come to the door tonight, are you wearing that? Hell yeah, I'm aware. I'm trying to scare the hell scare out of them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the point of it all. Uh, see, this... I'm going to get my money's worth out of this mask. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Believe that. I don't deny it. Now, now here's the thing. Are yeah. the Packers going to get their money's worth? No. Because Aaron Rodgers seems like he stuck them out without a mask. Well, they're not a playoff team. And if you've been listening for a few weeks, you would know that already. It's As we said, we are just getting rolling on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Want you to hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Look, this opportunity for the Packers is over. It's just over. And we could talk all we want about how last night they actually started to look a little better in the second half. To me, I, I saw the Bills take the foot off the gas. I saw a, a team that was completely lost at times. And we get all excited all of a sudden when we actually see a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to a rookie wide receiver who, God forbid, caught the ball. <laughs> Their defense is still not good. Chris, all across oh, that, the board. That's putting it kindly, though, yeah. Carlin. Think about it. Their defense, I mean, okay. Atrocious To put, to put things in their proper context, right? The Buffalo Bills, their first offensive possession, they went three and out. That's understandable because they had two weeks off since they played competitive football. They had to buy a week, so you get why they would come out slow in a primetime game. Carlin, they scored on their next five possessions. The Dune Bay Packers defense can't stop anybody. Nope. Forget about what the numbers say or anything like that. They can't stop people when they when it matters most. And here's the thing. When they were able to create a takeaway, what happened early in the fourth quarter? The very next play, Aaron Rodgers threw it back, back to him. <laughs> like, that kind of thing can't happen. Those are things that good teams just don't do. And I will say this. I thought the Packers did find something in the second half when they were able to run the football with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. But it's too far and too few in between when they can capitalize on the momentum that they're able to build from those successful plays, Carlin. They can't put drives together. They can't sustain opportunities to score points. They just can't do it. And, you know, you see glimpses of Aaron Rodgers' greatness every now and again. I mean, that touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs, he dropped that right in the chimney, Carlin. It's beautiful. I mean, you can't walk it to him any better. But then there are so many negative plays, so many incompletions where there are miscommunications, and it just feels like that coupled with the issues that we saw on the defensive side of the ball, the fact that Quay Walker decided he wanted to get into a shoving match with one of the players that was in street clothes for the Buffalo Smart Bills move. and get kicked out of the game. You had the Devondre Campbell injury. Guy hadn't missed a snap all season long. All of a sudden in the second half, you got to rely on a backup linebacker that only plays special teams. Like, there were a lot of issues that led to the Buffalo Bills taking care of their business last night because the Bills by no means were sharp. But it just goes to show me that the Green Bay Packers have no margin for error. But we find a team that's undisciplined and that makes a lot of mistakes. So you put those two things together, they don't have the makings of being a playoff team this year. They just don't.
Here's Rodgers on what he tells the team after that game. I think that the most important thing is to take a beat uh, after frustration like this. Um, the last thing you want is to respond in emotion. So take a beat. Let it sit. Um, there's not a whole lot to say after the game that's really going to you know, spark the team, I don't think. So we'll wait two days and decide to go on and tell them who needs to be benched and who doesn't. That's that's what we'll do. Well, I mean, there's nothing else to talk about, though, right, Carlin? I mean, when we look at the NFC playoff picture, if the tournament were to start today, the Green Bay Packers would be on the outside looking in. I mean, think about it. You'd have three teams from the NFC East, all of which have six wins or more. You've got the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings as the other division winners. And then you're talking about the San Francisco 49ers being that other wild card at four and four. I mean, I get it. The Packers are three and five, but it seems like those two teams are miles apart. Forget about what the records say. Is Green Bay close to what the San Francisco 49ers look like right now? No, They're not even close. I mean, so when we start talking about the teams that we expect to be in the playoff field, Carlin, I just don't see Green Bay as being one of those teams. Here's the thing. Like, we know the surest path to being in the postseason is winning your division. Right now, the Minnesota Vikings have a four-and-a-half game lead on the Green Bay Packers. Tonight, it's over. over. The NFC North is already decided. So you're competing with those other wild-card teams, the Cowboys, the Giants, the San Francisco 49ers. And if you want to put the Seahawks in there, fine. They're leading their division right now. But one of those two teams is going to win the division. The other one will be a wild card. Yeah, yeah, so show me, the, show me the playoff spot that the Packers are going to get. I can't find it. I can't find it at all. I don't understand where you would think that this is a good enough team. But, Chris, we have been here for a few weeks. And because it's the Packers and because it's Aaron Rodgers, we have wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. Well, you you called it, though, Carlin. You were the one that called it. Matter of fact, take a listen to this. This was a couple of weeks ago when you broke out your crystal ball and you talked about the Green Bay Packers prospects this year. The Packers are no luck to make the playoffs at all this year. And I can't sit here and tell you that I look at the second half of the Packers' schedule and they are definitively a playoff team. I mean, just, you know... If you can't get right this week, we got a problem. You got Washington. If you can't get right this week, we got a big problem. Yeah, they have a big problem. It's October. That was October 19th. That's crazy, Carl. That's scary how, I mean, it's Halloween, but that's scary how you predicted that. Okay, okay but it, it, it's not like I predicted it based off of any brilliant knowledge. I predicted it based off a team that just is not very good. Well, you pre- and watching them, you know they're not very good. Well, here's the thing. We... It was hard to judge that based off of back-to-back losses to the Giants and the Jets because the Giants and the Jets look like two pretty decent teams that'll be in the playoff hunt, right? That's what we're saying to ourselves. So we really wanted to see what they would look like against the Commanders, a team that we felt like was going nowhere with a backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke. They failed that test. And then they were the ones that said, we got to come into this week, backs against the wall, nobody out there giving us a shot against the best team that many think in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. They told us that they were coming into this primetime game last night with all of this urgency, that they were pushing the chips to the middle of the table. And what did they do, Carlin? They fell flat. And they got caught up in these personal battles with Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas jawing back and forth with Steph Diggs and Gabriel Davis, or or what we saw from Quay Walker, their rookie first-round pick at inside linebacker. They got caught up in all of that nonsense while the Buffalo Bills were out there winning the damn game. That, that just goes to show you 
the issues that this Packers team has. And call it, I've been calling it out all year long. The leadership on this team is not good. Nope. When are people going to start taking leadership seriously? I know people think culture is a catch-all and leadership is a catch-all, but that's the only way you can explain why this Packers team is underachieving. They got seven first-round draft picks on defense, and they got the back-to-back MVP under center. There's no world where they should be this bad. They ran for over 200 yards last night, for goodness sake. They had more first downs than the Buffalo Bills. They shouldn't lose that game. You know, it's funny. All right, maybe I'm looking for stuff here because, you know, I, listen, Aaron Rodgers drives me nuts. You know drives, that. Drives crazy. Maybe I'm looking for stuff here. But when I hear during the broadcast, Collinsworth and Tarico, and, and Collins were talking about how Aaron Rodgers is being trying to be so supportive and positive toward his young receivers, and they're trying to build a, a very positive environment around him. And then Dobbs makes a, a, a very nice catch off of what you accurately point out is a brilliant throw yeah. for a touchdown. And I don't even see Rodgers. Like, I see a bunch of guys go over into the corner to meet Dobbs. Rodgers, you know, waits for him on the sideline. Hmm. I don't know why that bothers me. Maybe it bothers me because I feel like if you're building that positive environment, should run over and, you know, give the kid a hug or something. I don't know. I'm probably reading too much no, into no, no. stuff. No, no, no. You're not reading too much into it for a guy that's getting paid $50 million a year. Well, this is my point. The window is shut now on their opportunity to win a title. Can we agree? Window's shut. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So this money that they handed him, I mean, frankly, it's wasted at this point. You have given him this money. You have given him this power. And while you you would have been stuck letting him walk this offseason, maybe it just would have been better. Look, it's easy to, you know, hindsight's 20-20. It's easy to say that right now, mm-hmm. but $50 million a year for a guy that, whether he was doing it for just a, a contract ploy or not, had a, an incredible amount of disinterest in the football team to begin with. Well, the Packers made a mistake. They shouldn't have paid him that money. And if his contract demands were $50 million, they should have considered trading him like the Seattle Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. I mean, when we look at that trade on its face, when it initially took place, we all said that... The Seahawks got fleeced. You're talking about a franchise quarterback. You don't give up three first-round draft picks. You don't get three first-round draft picks for a franchise quarterback. Those draft picks mean nothing. You're using those draft picks to try to find a guy like Russell Wilson. Why would you do that? Now, it turns out Seattle is the wiser in that deal because they moved off of a guy when it was time, and they tr- they, they had a bridge program, and all of a sudden now you're talking about them being in the driver's seat in the NFC West. Look, I get it. Aaron Rodgers has had back-to-back phenomenal seasons, and they've been a 13-win team since Matt LaFleur got in town. But as the general manager and the, and the front office brass of this team have to understand, you got to accurately project what your team is going to be and evaluate your talent and your leadership and your chemistry. It's clear that Green Bay missed on all of those things. If they didn't, then they wouldn't be in the situation that they're in right now, Carlin. So to your point, Green Bay threw good money after bad, when they decided to double down on Aaron Rodgers when they had already drafted his succession plan with the first-round pick a couple of years ago. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. That's where you can watch us. Open it up, click watch, boom, there we are. Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is the Packers championship window shut? Do you think there's still a reason to believe that the Packers are a playoff team. It's open for you. It ain't college football season without. 
the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. We've asked Chris Canty to put together five bold predictions. The Rams missed the playoffs. Yes, I said it. They motion McCaffrey backwards pass to McCaffrey, and he's going to throw downfield wide open. Brandon Ayu, touchdown! Christian McCaffrey can throw. It's happened three times in the last decade. I'm predicting that this is going to be the fourth. And that wasn't, you know, two weeks ago like me. That was the beginning of the season. That was before we played a game. That was before a preseason game. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) And he's dead on right. The Rams are not a playoff team either by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. You know, it's disappointing to watch a Super Bowl champion be in the position that they are. But, look, they're playing just a much better team yesterday. That's Mm -hmm. all there is to it. We can point to the Rams and Stafford and the things that they can do. But this team, I don't know if I want to say they aged quickly. They got injured quickly. Some of the moves that they made haven't panned out. Allen Robinson, whatever it is, all the way around, the Rams are nowhere near a playoff team in the NFC. Well, Carlin, I don't think it's overly complicated. They can't run the ball and they can't pass protect. So think about it. And they can't get a running back who's interested in playing. One one (laughs) issue makes the other one that much worse. It only magnifies it when you can't run the football. Yesterday, the Los Angeles Rams had 21 carries for 56 yards, Carlin. Oh. In what world is that okay? 2.7 a pop. You have no balance on the offensive side of the ball, which means that Matt Stafford is a sitting duck back there in the pocket. And you saw him get knocked around yesterday, whether it was Nicky Bosa or all of those guys on that 49ers defense coming after him. Like, they were just hitting him. Play after play after play, Carlin. And when you can't protect your quarterback in this league and you don't have a lot of depth at some critical positions, you're going to find yourself where the Los Angeles Rams are. You know when Les Snead at the championship parade said F them picks? Well, this is the other side of F them picks. After you win the chip, you don't have a ton of depth. You have a top-heavy roster with a few guys making all the money on your salary cap, and you don't have enough quality talent to fill out the rest of the squad and so I think that's where the Rams find themselves in a very interesting position, paying the price for going all in and winning the championship last year. And, Chris, it's funny. We're sitting here today, a little more than 24 hours to tomorrow, the Rams have major decisions to make. And I'm very curious, you know, if they had won yesterday, the case would have been much easier to make. Can you sit here and try to go in again? Can you try to double down? Or do you take a couple of your pieces and you try to trade them off and recoup some of those picks. Because, I mean, honestly, if you're less Sneed, what do you do? Do you do you turn around and try to trade Allen Robinson? Do you turn around and try to trade one or two Jalen Ramsey? I mean, everybody's going to be looking for a corner. Yeah, he would be the only one that I think would have any value where you can get significant assets in return for him, right, Carlin? Because, I mean, I just don't see them trading Cooper Cup. They're not trading Cup. They're not trading Aaron Donald. Exactly, and they're not trading AD. So, I mean, who's next on the list? It would have to be Jalen Ramsey, but that would, in effect, mean that you are punting on the season. Somebody want Bobby Wagner? I don't know. People could have had it. They could have had Bobby Wagner. Yeah. They could have had Bobby Wagner. Yeah, so uh, my point is, like, if you were them right now, what would you do? I think you trade off players and you try to bring back assets, draft picks, and try to stockpile for the future. This year is done, man. They're cooked. Los Angeles Rams ain't competing this year. I mean, Carlin, they'd be lucky not to be the worst team in the NFC West. And I sincerely mean that. 
They, they, they would be fortunate not to be dead last in their own division. And that's speaking volumes. If you looked at yesterday's game, it, it seemed like they had a chance to compete in the first half. But, Carlin, in that second half, that was all San Francisco, and it seemed like they just walked them down. And let's be honest about it. It's not like San Francisco was exactly healthy in that game either, right? I mean, you're talking about Eric Armstead being out of the lineup. They didn't have Debo Samuel, no Dre Greenlaw. They were missing significant pieces on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball, and yet none of that mattered in terms of them being able to dominate the complexion of that game when it mattered the most. And, Carlin, this is the eighth straight regular season game that Kyle Shanahan has beaten Sean McVay. Yeah. At this point, you have to, you've already lost to the San Francisco 49ers twice. So you don't control your own fate when it comes to the division, so to speak, or even your playoff prospects. So this would be the ideal time to go ahead and make a move and trade off a piece that could bring back multiple high draft picks, and that way you can reset the franchise for the future. Because what you got to do, Carlin, is try to maximize on the window that Matt Stafford has to compete at a high level. Chris, a stat that absolutely convinces me that the Rams have got to tear it down and rebuild Mm. is a pretty simple one. The Rams have the third worst point differential in the league. That's it. Third worst. Think about this. The only two teams with worst point differentials are the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Texans are better. The the Chargers are better. The, uh, you the, commanders. the commanders are better. <laughs> I mean, for Pete's sake, the, the Packers are better. The Bears are better. Carolina's better. Look, I mean, the Cardinals are better. I mean, look, think, think about that. Not great, Bob. This is where the Rams are. It's pretty simple. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. As we said, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, and the phone lines are lighting up, and we want to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On Aaron Rodgers, on the Packers, if the playoff window, let alone the playoff window, if the championship window has closed on the Packers, and if there's any reason for you to continue to believe in the L.A. Rams, 888-729-3776. All of that is on the way after we tell you about this from our friends at FanDuel. Now, football season, we are right in the heart of it, baby, so it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Well, the trades are coming in. Oh, yeah. And a big one. A big, big one. Compensation update. Adam Schefter uh, retweeted the the initial trade, which was, uh, I believe, from Jay Glazer. But now the compensation Schefter has. The Bears trading Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Wow. That is unbelievable, Carlin. You're talking about a 25-year-old all-pro linebacker. And if you were looking for weaknesses on that Ravens defense, you didn't have to look too hard. But having a guy like Roquan Smith and then pairing him with Patrick Queen, all of a sudden now a lot of those communication issues that were happening in pass coverage between the second and third level defenders, that stuff goes away. Because one of the things that Roquan Smith is known for is being able to be the signal caller and making sure that everybody is where they need to be now the Ravens have that on top of a guy that's as good a run and hit linebacker as we have in this league. And, Carlin, he can come downhill with some thump in the run game. Second and fifth round picks. That's, that's a steal. That is an absolute steal. steal. Now, you're going to have to pay him this offseason. Right. He wants his bag. And so because you've invested that in him, you're going to give him his money. But, I mean, he he's going to help transform this Baltimore Ravens defense, Carlin. I mean, now all of a sudden you feel a lot better about the Ravens being able to match up against – the explosive offenses in the AFC like the Buffalo Bills and like the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you got a puncher's chance because you got Roquan Smith in the middle of your defense. Uh, Adam Schefter also says both picks are this coming year, so the Bears have now added three picks in return for Smith and Robert Quinn. And I would, I, think, I would think that they would get more for those guys, though, wouldn't you think? Because you I, only got a four for Robert Quinn and then a second and a fifth for Roquan Smith? I would have thought so. It seems and, a little light. I'll tell you what else. Like, I wonder what they're going to get for David Montgomery because you got to believe he's going to get traded here before tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they're just selling off pieces. Yeah. And in the middle of this, you got Justin Fields, Carlin, that's trying to develop. And here's the thing. Outside of not touching Micah Parsons down after that Montgomery fumble, he's been awesome. Justin Fields looked damn good yesterday. Accounted for three total touchdowns, no turnover. I mean, he looked good. We're going to get to that in just the fact that he continues to progress despite having very little around him. It's yeah. it's amazing, and it says a lot for him, and it says a lot about the other quarterbacks that were taken last year. But that 
is coming in just a bit. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you the protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. Quote at Progressive.com. Plenty of calls. The Telephone number is there for you at 800-729-3776. So let's start it with Jim in Connecticut up first on ESPN Radio. Jim, what's up, buddy boy? Hey, happy Halloween, gentlemen. You too. Uh, I When you open up the show, you, you immediately open with, is Aaron Rodgers going to go as a playoff quarterback? He really should just Halloween. dress up as, as Josh Allen. For, <laughs> they seem yeah, to be the best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, if you're talking about a play, uh, quarterback who actually goes deep in the playoffs, how would Aaron know what one looks like? <laughs> he wouldn't even know what the costume is. Listen, he's been there before, all right? I'm not going to take away what he's done before. He's won one title, and he had he's only been to one Super Bowl, and he had a great defense on that team. But when you are paying somebody $50 million a year, they're supposed to make everybody else around them better, and he is not doing that. Well, yeah, how would he know what a playoff quarterback looks like? All he has to do is look at his golf buddies from this summer, right, in the yeah. match where it was Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. All three of those guys know what high-level winning in the postseason looks like. But I guess with Aaron Rodgers, man, the frustrating part is you know the talent is there, not only with him, but with the rest of that roster, and yet for whatever reason – he can't bring that out of those guys. He can't elevate the play of those around him, and that's what we ask the best players in our league to do. And the fact that he's fallen so far short of the mark in tones of being able to hit the right notes with his public commentary and then it coming off as seemingly criticism toward his guys without any accountability on his part, that's the frustrating part about it. You know Aaron. what it feels like? It feels like this. I'm, I'll be big enough to take your $50 million a year and now I'll sit back and wait for you to surround me with the players. That That's what it feels like. I am gracing you with my presence. I won't be there when it matters in OTAs so that I can start to build relationships and get these younger guys in line. I won't do the things that are required of leaders as, at quarterback. I'll expect you all to do that. But I will. You know what? Okay. I'll take your money. Come on. Honestly. And, and listen, you guys can think that I'm anti-Aaron Rodgers, he has given me plenty of reasons to be highly skeptical of him this year. And this is not something that I have always had. I have always respected him as a player. Yeah. Always. And it's this past year and all of the stupid drama that he has put out there uh, around the Packers for no reason other than to get his money, and now it's everybody else's fault. That's what drives me insane. Yeah, the- let's, let's go to D in Texas. D, what's up? Hey, man, you know, I love listening to y'all show because when I listen to y'all, I know I'm going to get some Aaron Rodgers hate. And that's what you guys are, man. <laughs> Both of you guys. But, but Canty, Canty, I'm shocked at you. Carlin, I think you generally don't like him. But, Canty, come on. But my, my quick question before you cut me off, though, is that um, is he's one of those polarizing figures that everything he does or says is going to rub somebody the wrong way. Last night, I actually thought the Packers played well against the best team in the league. Now, when they beat when they beat the Bucks a couple weeks ago, only thing we said was Tom Brady didn't have anybody. Well, we know good and well the Packers didn't have any wide receivers last night. Lazard was hurt, and Canty he did hug uh, Romeo Doves after the touchdown. 
because I was looking for the same thing like you Over were, on brother. the sideline I, I, or I, on the way to the sideline. Yeah, right. What, Here's what, my what, point. What, what, and, and it's, again, I'll admit, maybe it's nitpicking, okay? Uh, when when I hear Collinsworth talk about how they're trying to be positive around these young guys, and the kid makes a great catch on what was a great throw, hmm. I'm not debating that. Every, I see offensive linemen running up there and hugging the kid. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Go hug the kid. Go show him how much you respect what he just did. Now you can you can wait. I'll wait for you to come to me. Yeah, it's that's not, what it was. It's not what you want from your leader. Like you're looking for a spark. You're looking for more enthusiasm. Hell, Carlin, we're just looking for better body language. But His none, body none language has stuff, stunk. None all of that year. stuff is there, man. It's, it's just stunk. But but that's the problem. And when you have a team that's spiraling, all of those things get magnified. Not only from the people that are on the outside, but people on the inside are looking at that, Carlin. Your teammates on the sidelines are looking at those things. Like when you throw an interception, it, because it gets tipped at the line of scrimmage. After your defense just got a takeaway, how about you go to those guys when they're coming on the field like, hey, guys, my bad. Just get us the ball back. I got us. Yeah. How about some of that fire? How about when Quay Walker decides he wants to get kicked out of the damn game, you walk the kid off and say, hey, you can't do that kind of crap. We need you. Or I actually about- saw LaFleur do that, believe yeah, it or yeah, not. But here's the thing, Carlin. How about when Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas are going back and forth with the Bills receivers, you say, hey, cut that nonsense out. We're trying to win a damn ball game. How about that kind of stuff? You don't get that from Aaron Rodgers. And my point is, you're paying him $50 million to do that. You weren't paying him $50 million for his production last night because you ran the damn ball all the time, which is what I thought they should do, by the way. I'm not I'm not disparaging them for doing that, but it has to be about more than yards and touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers at this stage in his career, Carl, and it just has to because that's the standard that we hold all of the great quarterbacks to. Yeah, and... <laughs> I'll tell you one other thing about Josh Allen. Like, you're talking about the the jawing back and forth between Diggs and Douglas. Josh Allen went right at Douglas to Diggs on the double move and said, yeah, we'll show you what it's like. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Here's what's amazing. He's not even the quarterback I'm most ticked off at today. You'll find out who that is. How is that even possible? Yeah, you'll find out. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? More calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Andre's in Massachusetts next on ESPN Radio. Andre, what do you got? How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, you're obviously not going to teach an old dog new tricks, okay? So Aaron Rodgers... 
has been uh, a man on an island uh, his entire career, so we're not going to expect him to be reaching out and the one to bring guys together in times of adversity. To the point about the Packers, three and five right now. Let's take a look at the schedule. We've got the line, should get that one. I don't think they're beating the Cowboys. I don't think they're beating the Titans. Okay, so this season is a basic uh, is basically you know uh, they're rebuilding. They're they're kind of trying to get themselves prepared. No, no, they're Case not rebuilding. Point. They're failing. Let's be clear. They're they're failing. This is not rebuilding. Rebuilding is when you you are trying to lose on purpose. No, rebuilding is what the Seattle Seahawks are doing. Yes. That's rebuilding. When you trade off your franchise quarterback it's what the Bears are for, doing. For, for, for picks and players, that's rebuilding. What the Bears are doing, a fire sale, that's rebuilding. The Packers just paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year in a contract extension this offseason. They ain't rebuilding. They're supposed to be going for it. And they're doing everything but that this season. Uh, they're not even... It's remarkable to me that it strikes people not even uh, – they don't even feel like people are all that upset about what Rodgers does. Not that they should be outraged, but it's like this is one of the great quarterbacks in the league, and over the last couple of years, he has really shown his true colors in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers, a lot of that. I, I just, it doesn't seem like it's a guy – that is able to put his ego and his own agenda aside for the betterment of the team. And Carlin, it goes as far as... He disguises it as enlightenment. (laughs) That's the other part of it. It's something, all right. Maybe maybe the Panchakarma cleanse didn't work this offseason, but all I'm simply saying is this. With the team now staring down a barrel of, you know, being three and five and potentially missing the playoffs, it's fair to question whether or not the Packers brass made the right decision in doubling down on Aaron Rodgers rather than trying to transition to Jordan Love and flipping Rodgers for whatever they could have got for him. Yeah. I think uh, that's but, a fair question to ask at this point. I think it's more than fair. And it's a ridiculous amount of money to throw at Aaron Rodgers considering not what he's capable of, but what he has done. And what he has done is not win nearly and he, enough. And here's the other thing you got to think about, Carlin. What could you have gotten for him? After winning back-to-back MVPs, that could have cleaned that, up. That's the thing. If Russell Wilson went for three first-round draft picks and more more players, what could you have gotten for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers after back-to-back MVP campaigns? I, I am in no way a horror movie guy. In, in no way, I do not enjoy them at all, and that includes the Jet game yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! Zach Wilson did more damage than Michael Myers. Let's be clear, yeah, about what's going on here. And yeah. Chris, I have to tell you, like, I'm not a Jet fan, and I'm angry watching this because the Jets have done so many things right in terms of their personnel at other positions. They are so much better. The Jets are a better team than the than the New England Patriots in terms of their talent. They are a better team. Than well, the New England Patriots. Well, Carlin, the Jets' defense is sixth in the National Football League. Yeah. That's how good they are. They're, they're able to get takeaways. They're able to get extra possessions. I mean, it didn't help yesterday that they had an opportunity to go up 17-3 to and the pick six by Michael Carter, the second guy called back off of the John Franklin Myers late hit. And if you're gonna, if an you're, idiotic, idiotic penalty, Carlin. Idiotic penalty. On, on Franklin Myers' part. On Franklin Myers' yeah. part. Idiotic it was a legitimate penalty. Yeah, it was a legitimate penalty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Jets have all of the pieces in place 
to contend, and yet their second overall pick quarterback in his second season finds new and creative ways to give the ball away at the most inopportune times in the ball game. He handed the game to the New England Patriots yesterday. Let's be very well, clear about it. Well, he handed it. it to Devin McCourty, right? He really did. <laughs> he really did. As Ryan Clark said this morning, you know, when Elijah Moore got asked about his uh, chemistry with Zach Wilson, he should have said, he should have asked Devin McCourty about his chemistry with Zach Wilson because that would have been a lot more appropriate. But, Chris, not even that. What, what was even more infuriating if you saw the interceptions, you know what they were. They were rolling out. They were trying to make something happen. And instead of doing the smart thing and throwing it away, it was trying to force the issue. But listen to Zach Wilson after the game yesterday. Right. Every time I get out of the pocket, it just gets frustrating to throw the ball away. And and that's what I've done the last four weeks to put us in a good position to not turn the ball over and for us to win. And so I need to just be able to keep doing that when something's not there. You know, it, it gets old getting out and not seeing anything there and trying to. And it's really only the last one that was I was really forcing. I mean, the one before that, I was truly trying to throw that ball away. Um, but I should have thrown it away sooner before Judon got that close to me. So, um, you know, it's 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 plays that the Patriots didn't didn't have any effect on those. I can't I can't do that. Canty and Carlin are. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how angry it makes me to hear him say that after that pathetic display, especially in the second half by Zach Wilson, who handed the game to the New England Patriots. Not only do you, you know, throw, I wanted to use a different word. That's why I'm stuttering right now, but I shouldn't. I got you. Hazardly just try to throw the ball away. <laughs> you know what word I was going to use. I know exactly where you're going. Hazardly try to throw the ball away, and it ends up being an interception. But your defense, then, as you give the Patriots the football at your own 40-yard line, your defense then forces them to punt on a three and out. Not miss a field goal. Not, you know, shut them down on fourth down. They went as far as to make them punt, and what do you do? You turn it over again on the next set of downs. This is not hard. This is not hard to understand that this is not about keeping you entertained and whether you're bored by having to throw the ball away. It's about making the right play. And, Chris, you have heard me say this before for weeks about Zach Wilson. Mm. This is the problem. Zach Wilson went to BYU has always been in a position where he was the best player on the field and you could make any play that you wanted on the outside and somebody's going to go get it for you. When you're throwing against Central Florida, that's not a problem. Mm. When you're throwing against the New England Patriots, it's a problem. Stop believing that you can make every single play that there is. You are not Aaron Rodgers. You are not Brett Favre. You are not Tom Brady. You are not anybody else. You are a young quarterback who is the second overall pick. He should be a whole lot better than he is right now, and you're not. And yesterday, you lost the game. You lost the game. Your team is having an incredible renaissance. People couldn't be more excited about a team that's just gotten battered and bruised for decades. You're 5-2, and two, and you hand it over to the New England Patriots, who this team hasn't beaten since the Obama administration. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's unspeakable what this guy's doing right now. Well, Carla, just to have the audacity to say it gets old when you go out of the pocket and you don't see Please. anything there and you just you don't want to throw it Throwing it away gets old. How ridiculous is that? How egotistical is that to say 
that it gets old. You're basically saying I'm bored. You're you're insinuating that you're bored, or you're. It's not a video game. You're tired of seeing what you're seeing out there. So you're you're questioning what Mike Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, is doing, and you're questioning the ability of your supporting cast. Neither of which you're in a position to do, based on what you've done in this league. You're not that guy. And listen, we don't like it when Aaron Rodgers does that. Who the hell is Zach Wilson to be doing that, Carlin? It's it's absolutely inexcusable. And he talks about those times where he was outside of the pocket, Carlin. What about when he was in the pocket right before halftime? They had the ball. At yeah. The field. He's fading away and just throws it up for grabs off of his back foot. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.